All right, here we go. It is podcasting time, and it is time for PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. We're talking cars. Coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai's Epic Podcast Studio. Glenn, it's good to see you. Good to be back. <laughs> it's a couple of weeks. It's, it's been a couple of weeks. And yeah. I, I, I was saying this to everyone that I podcast with, that, that time just... The beauty of the podcast world is someone who's listening doesn't really get a sense that maybe there's been a pause, maybe there's been some time out, uh, maybe I've gotten busy, and because they just kind of come out, you know, one or two every week, and and away we go. But we've been on pause. Yeah, we've been on pause. Yeah, well, no, we've not been on pause. The podcast <laughs> been on pause. Yeah, the recording we've just been, been on pause. We've just been busy, but yeah. And it's it's I I miss it. I always miss it when I'm not you know, doing this. Yeah, it gets to like 11.30 on a Tuesday morning if we don't do one and it's like, oh, EJ will come in and say, what are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> Just the way it is, you get used to your, get used to your routine. Everything we do is a routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and then, you know, we, we do record typically on a Tuesday. So I, they're all racked in on a Tuesday. And typically before you is Dr. Jenna. Unfortunately, Dr. Jenna couldn't be here today. Oh, no, she could be here. The time didn't work for me mm. because I've got my, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm really flexible. It's funny. Yeah. I said to someone the other day, today, actually, I was sending someone like, an appointment for something. I said, I'm really flexible. And then I sent them all the stipulations on the times so when I could get together. And it was like, you know, I broke by the, I'm really not that flexible. Yeah. And they were like, no, not really. <laughs> it's like, really you're flexible. Flex- yeah, you're flexible within a four hour period, five days a week. But anything outside those four hours and outside those days, yeah, no forget chance. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, after you go, oh, can we meet at four? And yeah, it ain't going to happen. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> privilege is not free. You're going to get your use out of privilege. That's what well. I said. I said, come on. Like, I've got a reputation to uphold yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but it's, there's always stuff going on. You yeah. just have to, it's, when we don't do it, I sometimes think, I wouldn't have had time for it today. In fact, every yeah. time I think, oh, it's a good job because I wouldn't have had time today. But, you know, it's always good to make the time. And we've got, we've, well, we've just come off of a effectively long weekend. Oh, that's not really nice. Way to term it's it. a, a period of mourning. So we're dating yeah. ourselves here. You know, His Highness Sheikh Khalifa passed away, peace yeah. be upon him. And we we had a long weekend of um, a mourning period. So everything yeah. was closed. Friday afternoon, we got the, I got a call from the PRO, but I'd, I'd heard about it. Um, you know, bad news travels fast. And Amy had called me because the radio was playing classical music, as it does here. And then... All the internet was awash with stories of it. Mm. So I got a call from the PRO just to say, look, guys, you need to close the doors. We've got to stop now. You know, you've got to, yeah. you've got to stop trading and send everybody home. So that was interesting, having to call so many customers and say to them, look, we're closing. As of now, it's three days, so we should be open Monday. But then by the time Friday evening came around, it was, no, no, we started on Saturdays for three days, so it'll actually be Tuesday. So it was difficult, you know, trying to manage that. How did, now, what was the reaction of, of folks? Were they, oh, I need my car? Or, I mean, people understand, right? Everybody needs their car, but there's very little we could do. Yeah. You know, so do people want to come and get their car and then drive it in various states of disrepair? Yeah, or yeah. We didn't have anybody at all. Okay. There was a few I guess people understand. awkward conversations and yeah. what have you. But, what can they you do? Know, Everyone's the wor- closed. The worst one, there was two vehicles that had been in all week for quite major jobs could have gone and we just couldn't 
do the finishing touches on yeah. them and it wasn't worth the risk of sending them out. It wasn't a matter of they needed a wash and a vacuum. Mm, it was okay. a matter of road tests and yeah. make sure they're okay in QC and it's not worth sending them out without that. Just as a really good question, and I do want to talk for it right off the top, what's new in the garage, what's going on. But I want to, I want to talk about the quality control road test portion of a repair because so many people, when you say, look, we just got to take it out for road test. I ah, don't worry. I, I trust your work. It's going to be okay. You, what percentage of the time do you think you take a vehicle out for that road test and you bring it back and you go, whoa, hold on. There's either something new or, oh, okay, let's just recheck that brake caliper again. Well, we'd have to break it. So, so we try, we try to, so if, if, if you were to bring the car in yeah. and say, it needs a service, but I'm hearing this noise from the back. We try to get it that myself or DJ or the service advisor will go with you before you leave the car just so we can hear what you're hearing. Because mm. as a technician, we'll hear something completely different. You right. drive the car every single day. You drive it, you not only hear it, you feel it. So you'll maybe have a wheel bearing that's been slowly getting worse and worse and worse over the last 20,000 kilometers that you've not noticed how bad it is. We get in the car and all we can hear is because <laughs> the wheel bearing's gone. Yeah. But you don't hear that as a daily driver of the car. You can hear this annoying little rattle or the squeak or whatever it is in the back, which we can't get past the bearing noise because it's like, ah, <laughs> Yeah, this car, this car is no. going to be this car yeah, is going to yeah. be in the corner here. So we we have that problem. <laughs> so we always try to go with the customer. It's not always possible. We do mm. a lot of collection and delivery for cars, so we'll pick them up. Which I like. I gotta say, yeah, which we have to do. People are busy these days, right? So we we have to do it. So we don't always have that possibility. So in those situations where we haven't driven the car, we'll try to drive the car before the service. So, for example, if we are to do a service on a vehicle and it has a metal uh, underbody cover. Some of the Range Rovers, most convertibles, they'll have a metal underbody cover to increase the rigidity. If we hmm. take that off to then be able to drain the engine oil, to change the oil filter, et cetera, et cetera, and to do the inspection, and then when we put that back on and we go out and drive the vehicle, if there's a noise, a knocking noise or something that could be suspension, you're always going to have it in your head. Was that there before, or has the technician not tightened the bolts properly on the underbody cover so we try to drive the cars before we touch them mm, okay now and do you make notes at that point yeah put them so in the, we'll the service dossier the job card okay now obviously if the car comes with a coolant leak a fuel leak a major oil leak uh, a severe engine noise an oil pressure warning light a coolant light these sort of things we can't drive it because we don't want to risk it so again that's the category of we've done the job and then we drive it so car comes in for service we do the service, then we road test the car. The road test is part of the service because you're inspecting the vehicle mm. like on the road doing what it should do. You can't get the full understanding and appreciation of how a vehicle is operating just by looking at it on a ramp. So a massive part of the service is driving it. But we're driving it as part of the service. We're also driving it to make sure that what we've done hasn't had any negative effect or that there's nothing we've missed. So we have two road tests. So we have a service road test, which is part of the service. And then when everything's done and any extra work that may have been found has been either approved or not approved, the vehicle will then go for QC. And then the QC has a, a, a basic list of checking that the work that was requested has been done properly. Other basic things like lights, levels, tire pressures, 
child seats, making sure that if we've had to remove them, we've left them loose and upside down, mm. making sure that there aren't dirty fingerprints anywhere, making sure the car's clean, and if it hasn't been cleaned, it's put for cleaning. And then the last thing on the service sheet is, on the QC sheet is final road test. So that road test is there to make sure that, again, you could wash the car and you might blow a door seal off. Door seals don't do very well here because of the heat. So you go down the road in it and it's like, well, I drove this an hour ago and there was no wind noise and now there's a wind noise. Or I drove this and now there's water sloshing around in the footsteps. These things happen all the time and you don't want that to happen to a customer mm. because whilst it's a genuine mistake and a just bad luck and coincidence it doesn't matter the car was in our custody and we need to make sure it goes out better than it came in so that's what we try to do and the road test is something you can't be taught you can never teach anyone to do a road test you will just pick it up you'll just get used to it and the best example to give somebody that's never really done a road test on it as a service is drive a car that's your own for six years seven years however many years and you get used to everything in there and then you go and get a new car or you go and get a friend's car for a weekend or you hire a car when you go on holiday you notice everything that's different on it (laughs) yeah we have that 25 30 times a week in the types of different cars that we see and it's very hard to see. I mean, when I was at VW, I had to do a driving assessment. So I joined as an apprentice, but I had a driving license, which was relatively unusual because mm. most apprentices join at 16, but I joined at 18. Relatively unusual, not unheard of. But because I had a driving license, well, that was a massive thing. We were, a, we were not a massive place, but we had a lot of customers and we had a huge new car operation. So we'd have a massive compound where it was a, five or six minute drive sometimes with a car to get into the garage. So for a technician to not have to do that on his efficiencies, send the apprentice. It's raining. Send the apprentice, you know, send the apprentice. And the salespeople never put the keys on the right location. So the amount of time you get there with the wrong key. So send the apprentice. So I had to do very, very early on. I barely got my foot in the door was a driving assessment with my mentor, as you'd call him, Graham. And he took me out. And he tore me a new one because I was single hand turning the wheel. Oh yeah, you were driving rodeo. Absolutely tore me a new one. (laughs) And I was like, sorry. And he's like, you've only been driving 18 months if that. You can't have these bad habits. That's ridiculous. How are you getting any feel from the steering column? How can you? And and I was like, but it's right. Yeah. So driving home, you can drive with one hand there, one hand on the gear lever. But driving on a road test, you've got two hands at the 10 and 2 position on the wheel. you making sure you're getting the maximum contact with the car. You, you're feeling how, how the seat is. Is the seat loose on the runners? Does it adjust properly? Does the steering wheel turn properly? Pajero's a good example. When we do the service and we lift the, the, the vehicle up, we check around it, put it back down. We're cleaning inside the car. We're doing everything else. We've done nothing to the steering. The customer picks the car up. They turn the wheel and it squeaks. There's a rubber body seal yeah. on the bulkhead that the steering column goes through. And with whatever we're doing, blowing air, vacuuming, cleaning inside, they get dust on them and they squeak and they tear and they twist and it makes a horrible noise and it sounds like something's loose on the car. It just needs a bit of a clean. But these sort of things you don't pick up if you don't check them on the road. And these are, it's, it's surprising how much, A, 
business a road test generates. Like you pick up on things from driving the car that you can then explain to the customer and save them a problem, but also generate income for the company. But B, and more importantly, how many problems it's it it puts an end to before yeah. the customer takes it and is like, oh, we had a Cayenne in last week and the front end was fully down. The air suspension is completely collapsed on the front left. So the vehicle came in, we couldn't drive it because it was touching, the wheel was touching uh, inside the wheel arch. So when we fix the air suspension component, we fill it with nitrogen. That's a whole story in itself. And then we drive the car and I press the brake at the end of the um, warehouse run and it knocks. It's it's, it's so obvious what it is. We hear it all the time. It's the upper suspension arms. So then I'm thinking, right, it's been hung on our lift. I hope this noise was there before because that's another thing. When you free the wheels on the suspension on the lift, cars don't operate like that. Cars never have their wheels free, but we can't check wheel bearings. We can't Mm. check steering play without having the wheels free. Right. And sometimes vehicles will be put down after a service and then a noise will be there that wasn't there before. That's horrible. It's part of the job and you have to pick it up and explain and try to educate where possible the customer. But thankfully the customer said, yeah, there was a noise. I was wondering about that, but I really need my car. So we'll get it booked in later. So yeah, these these road tests are are really critical and you just have to do them and 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 Mm -hmm. and to be honest you'll learn more from driving with a customer and them explaining what they can hear and you tuning into that and understanding how they've come about hearing it than you would sitting with a mechanic who's trying to teach you how to do a road test because everybody does them different everybody drives differently Mm. and, and it's very very important to just absorb as much as you can from the person whose vehicle that is because they might not want the dash rattle fixing, you know. Yeah. We were hot on dash rattles at VW. I hate them. I really hate them. I can't stand a car with a dash rattle. I've got to fix it. I've got to f- I'll stop the car at the side of the road and try and fix it. But the customer doesn't care. Yeah, it's like, I don't mind. I can't this- I play the stereo so yeah, loud anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jaguar's always like, rattled. Who yeah, cares? It's, like, it's, just, but it's an old car. He really wants that noise sorting at the back that yeah. maybe I've not heard because yeah. I'm tuned into something that I'm looking for so yeah you'll learn more from 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 driving with the customer that often than you would from a mechanic what else is what else is going on in the shop what do you got what do you got in that's interesting or is it interesting when, when, let me rephrase that talking to colin he was saying look it's it, it's it's that time of year we got our ac guys are, are going crazy and you know we got you know these three things are the core jobs right now are you finding you got your seasonal stuff back in as well? And yeah, the AC stuff's gone yeah. silly again. We <laughs> finished a, an evaporator on a Kia Mojave on Thursday, and then Friday morning we had a, a Chevy Spark dropped off. Same deal, evaporator mm. leaking. And that's just going to be the way it is now till <sighs> September. Yeah. Dashboards come out, yeah, operators yeah. pulled out, new ones put in. You know, we've talked about these before. You always worry about the plastic breaking when you take them apart. It's just a matter of explaining the risk to the customer. Yeah. You know, I think most people will take a bit of a crack that we can then subsequently repair than sweating in the car for six months. Yeah. So it's undrivable without AC here. You can't drive the vehicles without yeah. AC. It's getting there. It's getting, you, especially if you wear, for example, if, if you wear formal yeah. attire for yeah. work. You're wearing I mean, a suit. It's impossible. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> absolute disaster. So, you know, that's that's just one one of the usual typical things. We're getting a lot of people now because I think people are keeping cars longer. We're doing quite a lot of upgrades. So upgrades, oh, infotainment stuff. You know, Apple <laughs> yeah, Play, okay, putting new um, stuff in, Android Play, uh, yeah. cameras, front and rear view, and technology is relatively cheap. Yeah, people are keeping their car and thinking, you know what. I'll just spend a bit on this. We've we've got we've got a dashboard out of a Cayenne that we're recovering on in leather, and we've got the same car we're doing the front seats. Um, you know, these things are actually a little bit more common now. Yeah. So that's that's something that I would say is in my ten years here. When I first came here, we were doing them all the time. People were spending money. People had a bit of money, and everything yeah. was really vibrant after the two thousand eight disaster. But now. Over the last five years, that kind of died, particularly the last two. But no one can go and buy a car anywhere. No one wants to risk <laughs> buying a car anywhere. Well, my mother-in-law is buying a car back in Canada, four-month waiting list. Crazy. And she, you know, she's that classic person. She's got a, a lease. She's got a leased vehicle right now. She's going to buy one outright at this point because she's, it's, it's just not economical with the mileage, with the leased item that she's got or the lease plan. And I think the, the, the dealer wants to get her leased car in so they can get some used product that's pretty well nice and easy driven. And they're looking at, you know, four months to be able to replace that vehicle. And that's, you know, a a big North American market. Mad. (laughs) Really? Like you have no vehicles on the lot. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it, right? I mean, it's, it's it's crazy, but like I say, it means people are caring for their cars a bit more. and, And that's obviously good for us. Some of the jobs we don't, we don't necessarily like to do everything. There's some mm. jobs that are just not worth, you know, they're just not worth doing. Yeah, some of the wiring, if you're doing some of these things and pulling stuff in and around and through, and it, yeah, it so could be a real know, pain in some vehicles. For, for example, if somebody comes and says, look, um, I want a full 360 view camera on my car, and, you know, okay. <laughs> but that means mirrors, because there's, there's got to be a camera in the bottom of both the wing mirrors harnesses, control units, programming, front and rear camera, new screen, because the cameras, even the cameras you buy on Amazon now and Alibaba and all these sites, they're sort of $10, $15, $20 cameras that you can buy. They're way better than what they were fitting on vehicles in the Mm. factory five, six years ago. So you've got a deal where the screens aren't capable of supporting them, so then you've got to upgrade the screen. And if you're upgrading the screen, sometimes it's not exactly the same size for the aperture in the dash so you need the surround oh, trims yeah. and sometimes you just have to say look spending 15,000 on this car is probably not advisable yeah it's worth maybe 30 and whilst we're at it we've just checked and there's a couple of thousand in brakes come in and there's 5,000 in suspension there and there's a bit of an oil leak and yeah. maybe put it towards something else but you know seven eight times out of ten we'll get on with it and do it we had a, a really nice SQ5 in a couple of weeks ago and we fitted uh, the blind spot assist to it. Uh, the only headache with that was this is something that working for VW I could not get my head round. <laughs> but it's just where we are unfortunately. The vehicle didn't have it on from the factory. Which is odd. But that is way, the way it is. So on the Audi there's a light in the mirror 
So you've yeah. probably seen it on like the Mercedes. They have them on the actual mirror glass and it flashes red to mm. say there's a car in your blind spot. Don't change lane. Yeah. On the Audi, there's just an orange uh, signal light in the actual casing of the mirror, not on the glass. Mm. So there's a hole in the mirror cap for the cars that have it. This car didn't have it, so there's no hole there. But it's an SQ5, so it's the matte chrome yeah. mirror cap. So the customer wanted a mirror cap with blind spot assist for his car. Audi wouldn't sell him one because here they need the chassis number and the chassis number gives them the one without yeah. the hole in it. Yeah. You know, I need that. But I know how ECA, the part system works, and I know there'll be the variations. They'll be grayed out. Yeah. They'll be able to see the part number variations, but they wouldn't yeah. sell him one. So he had to buy one off of another vehicle chassis number which wasn't an SQ5 so it came matte black to be painted and we can't get that paint so we had so we had to wrap it and it wasn't quite the right mm. colour but you know I think that's about a typical daily challenge really um, but that was quite an interesting one to fit everything was there on the car we just had to change the door control units and mm. uh, put the wiring in and well, is that the case with a lot of these add-ons in vehicles? That the, the computer systems are already there; it's already all built in. They just haven't put the light on, or they just haven't turned it on. Sometimes it's not. It's it is a case of it's just not switched on. Sometimes, um, this this all started with the things like so on a VW, you can just press your signal once, and it will flash three times, mm. and, and instead of pressing it so all the way, so it doesn't yeah. correct unless you turn it off or you turn all the way the same direction. They that was something called uh, comfort signal, which you could turn on and off, and things like daytime running lights yeah. when you parked up coming home, you could turn that on and off. And but now everything, you know, even even something like a Toyota Corolla, there'll be so many things that you can turn on and off on that parking sensors. Mm-hmm. You know, you can switch them off permanently if you don't want them. You can change how the dashboard turns on when you turn the ignition on. You can change all all sorts of parameters on the vehicle. And so for the blind spot assist on the Audi, the door control units needed to be changed because it needed to know there was a light in the mirror. Okay. And that control unit that was there was not okay for that. It couldn't do that. We need to run connecting wires in there for the CAN network so that it knew the system was there. We also needed to change the code so that it knew to look for the extra computer that we had to fit. But it wasn't a huge deal. Mm. You know, you, you, probably talking five or six hours work plus the components and, and it worked and it was original parts. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like an aftermarket part made to work okay. It was original. Yeah. And then we did the calibration and away you go. So a lot of cars can have things turned on and off that you know, they, mm. they're, they're region specific. Yeah. You know, and daytime running lights is the example where places like Sweden, Canada, where you have to have them on the cars. Yeah, it's just there. It's, yeah, and they won't let on cars, cars come in. They've been on cars for years and yeah, years. I, I can't remember when we didn't have daytime running yeah. lights. That sort of caught on in the UK in like 2008 or something. Yeah. And I know people, you know, I, I actually, I, I remember 20 years ago, my cousin in California said, well, what is this, this daytime running light thing? It's going to cost me more light bulbs and blah, blah. And I was like, are you kidding? You're driving across the prairies between Canmore and, and you know calgary and it's a hot bright sunny day and you're on that 
that highway and you've got your daytime running lights on, you can see the person coming up behind you at least. Whereas if the sun's blinding you, you look in your mirror, you can't see anything. So yeah. it's, you know, you're going. Yeah, they do make, they do make sense. We, yeah. we, we had a, a lot of resistance to them yeah. in the UK, you know, and I don't think any more light bulbs burned out or sucked up any we, more juice. We were told by VW that we were allowed to code them off. Mm. But once we'd coded them off, if they wanted to be put back on again, that, like, for example, if it became legislation, which it was, I think it did in the end, we'd charge for it, and we'd charge a lot of money for it. And then I'm talking literally 15 minutes' work if that's code it off. Yeah. And then if you, no problem, we'll code them off. But when the government says it's got to be there, and then your next MOT test, it gets requested, and it fails because of it, yeah. charge you £150 to put it back on. Yeah, think twice. Yeah, and it wasn't so much of a threat, just more yeah. of a, well, look, the system's there for you. Yeah. We have the ability to operate it. We recommend you keep it on, but we will remove it yeah. on time for you under warranty. But then when it becomes law, we will charge you to put it back. It's not our problem. And it's mm. disclaimers to that effect yeah. because the vehicle was manufactured. They, they, they manufacture vehicles sort of in anticipation of legislation change. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're not... They're not just like, oh, they've changed the law. Let's bolt this extra thing on. It does happen from time yeah, to time. But sure. they anticipate legislation change. These people in these big I, manufacturers I, are part of government. Exactly. They're helping to lead that legislation yeah. with safety and, and other things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, we're, what's, what's one of the big things? And I always think about, because there's always been the thought in the back of my mind, it'd be great to take the Wrangler. Right? You know, pull a... Yeah, we'll pull a Chris Rines, who this is, so a good friend of ours who ended up buying a Volvo from Sweden right. or Canada, got it shipped here so you could take it home with them. But our, our, you know, both of our mindsets originally were, wouldn't it be great that whatever vehicle you've got here, you drive home. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you, you drive to England, yeah. you get it on the boat, the P&O, you know, you take whatever the, you know, the, what's going across now, the Queen Mary or the queen, whatever, <laughs> the Queen someone, you know. Somebody's queen. <laughs> you know, and you get it in the car carrier, it's on board, and you drive the car home. And you can't do it because the cars just don't work. I mean, yeah, yeah. they work, but you get there and they're going to say, well, hold on, you got you know, 15 things safety wise, including yeah. the glass yeah. and the lighting and your signals that are all in the wrong places. Yeah. And sorry, the bumpers, sorry, yeah, this car, well, I can change all those. No, you can't. No. Yeah. Send so, it back. so it's, it's, it's very specific. And yeah, yeah, and we've, we've, we've done that a few times with people taking cars to the U S or Canada and, and it's a, it's a minefield huh. of, to the point they just won't do it. I mean, you yeah. check it out and say, sorry, you, you cannot do it. But the car's made in that country. Yeah, but it's exported with different spec. Yeah. yeah. So forget it. Yeah. And, and oh, well. Interesting one. I want to get your take on this because I know folks are going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to be, they've got the same question, is one of the things I'm hearing a lot of on the radio, and I don't listen to a lot of the radio, so the fact that I'm hearing it a lot is... It's on a lot. It's, yeah. Is there is a lot of these uh, get my serve get my car serviced services right now mm. that I was listening to one recently that it seemed like a ridiculously low price. Now, look, they might have been talking about a Nissan Sunny, and they didn't specify that. They've just put the lowest price into the ad. But even at that, it it seemed like a ridiculously low price. And my question is, your thoughts on that as? as a garage where something's going to come in and get serviced. Cause you know, the, these, these are like bread and butter items, right? Do, do you think it's a good deal? Should I be doing these things? And I know 
obviously this is something that you also do, but what are some of the, if, if there are things to be wary of with those kinds of services, what, what do I need to be thinking about? One of the problems with, and, and it's hard to comment because I don't actually know anyone involved in any of these. There's a, there's I've a, never used one either. Yeah, right? there's a particularly sort of the, the, the most out there one, the, the biggest brand mm. of them. And um, they've dropped two cars off down the road from where I live. I've seen their, seen their trucks dropping them off. And they've obviously picked them up earlier in the day. And then you see that they're charging 250, 249 dirhams for yeah. an oil and filter change. And you think to yourself, well, there's two runs of recovery truck there. Yep. I'm, I'm exactly. I don't know that Jingy they have, jinks. I don't know that they have a facility or whether I, 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 I may be wrong, but I think they have partner garages. Mm-hmm. So they act as a bit of a broker and they'll just use one of a couple of garages and then they'll do the work yeah. on their behalf. They have started doing mobile servicing, so they'll come to the house and do it. Well, I wonder about that as well. Um, which is another thing which I'm a little bit against, but we'll go into that maybe. Owning the business, I don't know how sustainable it is. I don't know what oil they're buying. I don't know what parts they're buying, so I can't comment on their costing. But I know what's out there cheap and nasty, and I know that it isn't good. Yeah. And we call it cheap and nasty for a reason. But I also know it still costs money. Well, I, I'm, I'm thinking even the cheap and nasty stuff. And I've been to a few parts places in the past where I've gone in and I've said, this is what I want. And I, and I see a product nicely branded on the counter. And I say, that price point's beautiful. And the guy looks at me and goes, no, you don't want that. And what do you mean? He said, no, no, you want this. <laughs> and I'm going, and he gives me the wink. And I'm going, okay, I don't know why you're winking, but yeah. I'll go with more expensive stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I'll like, you know, and then I'm leaving. I'm going, oh, because that's maybe a knockoff or maybe it's substandard quality or, or, or. Yeah. So yeah. this becomes part of the challenge. Not, I'm not, we're not saying, you know, put the asterisks here. We're not saying that Definitely any of not. these guys are doing that, no. but peace of mind, just yeah. one thing to think about is peace of mind. If you're taking it to, you know, a power works or, you know, we're not also, we're not advocating, Hey, I'd love everyone to go to power works, but if you're going to your neighborhood garage that you've trusted forever, you can go in and, and talk to. That's the thing. And that's where I was going that, We've said from day one that the whole reason that, you know, I want to start talking about repairing cars is that there are a lot of decent mechanics out there yeah. and you can trust a lot of them. And people, when they find the decent mechanic, they can trust, stick they stick with, with that them. guy. Yeah. Stick with the man or woman, whoever it is, that is looking after your car because they won't get everything right every time, yeah. but they know your car and they know you. And... That's very, very important. They will be able to understand what you expect from them. And as long as you accept that everybody makes mistakes from time to time, mm. you know, if you trust them, they'll deal with it. And, and, and I don't know how personal this service is. So I think it's very convenient, but I don't know that there's one throat to choke, if you know what I mean. I don't think there's that. I better call Glenn because my, car, my car's been there for a couple of days longer than yeah. it should have been or they've sent me an estimate for like 6K and I only went in for an oil change. You know, these sort yeah. of things, I don't know how that works. So this is one of the things, and I don't know either because maybe I should call one and try it out. Is, is it 
essentially like going to my quickie lube at the service station where these guys are just, that's all they're doing. They're just going to drain the oil, put a new oil filter in. And this is what I expect. And that's just from the economy of it. Like looking at the economic side of it, I don't see like, look, we use total oil. It's not, it's not the most expensive oil. It's the absolute best Mm. in terms of after sales that we've, that I've ever encountered in the country. Total is not something that I was ever exposed to at BW. I was always Castrol, Castrol or Mobile. So it was a change for me, but by far the best here that that, that, that that I can get. And their deliveries are always on time. They're sharp. They are very well priced, and the quality is as good as anything I've ever used. Mm-hmm. So never had a problem. And I know that if I buy one drum of 0W20, it's going to cost me X amount, a 1,000 dirhams. But if I buy 10... It's going to cost me less. Right. But by twenty, it's going to cost me less. So a company such as this that might be doing two hundred and fifty, three hundred cars a day are going to be buying huge quantities of oil. So they're going to get a lot better price than right. I get. They might even get the oil half the price that I pay for mm. for the same oil. That being said, they've still got to buy oil filters. Right. And okay, you can still buy bulking oil filters, but whereas there's three or four very, very common grades of oil, there's 55, 60 different oil filters. So how many of those do they buy? Yeah. And how can they, how can they have good economy of scale there? And they've got diesel to pay for to deliver the cars and pick right. them up. And, yeah. and, and they've got salaries of, of, of some description. Now, whether that's a part in the garage that they're paying a money on a retainer to for a certain amount of hours per day, whether that's, they've got their own location and I've misinterpreted what I'm seeing they've got rent and they've got salaries and they've got everything else. So I could not without losing probably 300 dirhams do a service on a, on a, one of our VW Touareg, a car that I own. I couldn't service that car for 250 dirhams without losing mm. probably 300 dirhams yeah. by the time you factor in time material cost. So I, 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 we're not there. But we aren't in the quick service game. We can right. do a quick service if you want one, but we prefer not to. And and the main important... Well, I, I think this, and this is the important point because you can go get that quick service, like yeah. you said, You can, but... For me, there's a duty of care. And we had that drummed into us from day one of being an apprentice right the way through. And a duty of care is massively, massively important. And that goes some... That goes from as much as putting a paper floor mat in the car before you get in it mm-hmm. all the way through to the fact that when you're looking at a car you need to think okay is this car safe on the road you know will this car safely do 10,000 kilometers or six months whichever comes first because hopefully I'm not going to for the for at least for the owner of the car hopefully I'm not going to see the car until the next service which will be in 10,000 or six months is it going to do that safely is there anything on this vehicle that's going to be detrimental to the vehicle and or detrimental to other people, road users. So when you're doing the service, you're not just, you know, pulling out the fluids, putting some new stuff in, putting a new filter on and then getting it onto the yeah. tow truck. You're, you're taking a look around. You're it's not the, you're looking at the brakes. The you're looking at the line. shocks. It's, you're looking yeah, at, it's not just a conveyor belt of next, 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 yeah. undo the drain plug, put the oil in, change the filter, next, next, next. It's not that we can't, we can't do that because when a car goes out, it goes out with our name on it 
And if, mm. if something goes wrong, yeah, but we've only changed your oil. That's not acceptable, whether or not it's true or not. If if, if you bring right. your car to me and I change your oil and the filter and you've specifically said, I just want to change the oil and filter. I've, I've got 400 dirhams to spend. I just want to change the oil and filter. No problem. We'll do that. Take me 20 minutes or whatever it's going to take me. Take the car away. If you then call me <laughs> two hours later and say, my, my back tyres exploded on the road. Why didn't you notice that? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, and and I, that's not the remit, buddy. I, I changed the oil and filter. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, there's you know my wheel, my wheel bearing was really bad. I thought you'd have picked up on that. It's seized up, and my wheel's fallen off. I'm really sorry. You know, <laughs> my steering rack has leaked all the oil out of it, and my steering seized up, and now I need a steering rack and a pump. Well, I'm really sorry. We we can't do that. Right. As much as we're not in the wrong, we aren't. Just bad PR and bad yeah. customer service, and it's just not what we're in the business of. And we not only are we doing a disservice to the customer but we're doing a disservice to the business because we're not looking after yeah. the business we're not generating income for the business by protecting the interests of the customer and the other road users so it's the duty of care that's really important to me and that personal service and as i say we do not get everything right and we don't get everything right all the time we don't even have a day without a mistake because we're humans working on machines that oh, can't talk to us you hear that someone admit that like this is well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that know it. I think everybody knows yeah. it. And well, you know, when you've brought the car back, and they kind of, and you see it in the the face of someone. Oh yeah, we kind of miss that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, one, look, genuinely speaking, if we if we take a vehicle in from a customer, and I get to do the, I get to deal with the vehicle from start to finish. At the point of receiving the car, sometimes it's very easy to say, "I know what that is." Yeah, I know what that'll be. I've got. A, a neighbor that called me the other day with a Ford edge and he's got his oil pressure warning light on, but no noise from the engine and mm. the oil level's okay. I know for a fact, cause I've done it 20 times that the oil pressure switch will be leaking and it will be leaking into the electrical connector and it can't get as good leading. Mm. It happens all the time on that. And it's very common. I cannot say to the guy, no problem. Just drive the car and we'll sort it out because if yeah. I'm wrong, his engine's <laughs> failed. Yeah. You said, you said. Get your recovery. Yeah. Don't take a risk. Bring the car in. Yeah. And then when it comes in, it's just the switch. Okay, the recovery costs you 150 dirhams. But yeah, peace of mind. You've got no risk. Mm. And these are very important things. And if you deal, if you deal with a car, one of the key things is to not say that this will definitely fix it. Mm. We don't know. The, right. the car can't talk to us. We we can only fix what we can see is broken. Yeah. We can't. We can't say that when we remove this bolt it's not going to break we can't say that when we take the gearbox out to change the rear crankshaft oil seal that there isn't going to be a leak on the torque converter seal we can't say that when we remove the oil filter the oil filter housing isn't going to break we can't say when we take the wheel off to change a tire that one of the wheel studs isn't going to snap there's absolutely no way to predict any of that so we have a a a job and and a duty not just to the the work that we're actually doing, but also of managing the expectation and explaining, trying to be in, 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 in as little, as, as as least boring as possible, I suppose is the way to put it, in explaining what we're about to do and why we're doing it and how it can affect the car and what will happen potentially along the way without scaring people and thinking, oh my God, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Well, and this is why the, the quick and dirty oil changes, they, they have a place and there is a purpose for them There is and there is a market for it. But if anything outside of the ordinary happens, you want this unordinary thing to happen 
at your favorite garage or your trusted garage so that they can rectify it and yeah. they can have the technician get in there and change a housing, change something. Whereas, you know, I'm not sure the quick and dirty is, it, they're not equipped to do that typically. No, and a big one is just something as simple as an oil drain plug. Yeah. So that there's there's multiple different types of oil drain plugs. Some of them need the plug to be changed. Some of them yeah. need the washer to be changed. Some of them need the plug and the washer to be changed. Some like of they them... never put a washer on with mine, and I think it needs a washer. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a VW. We were driving VWs way back in the day, and it always came with a washer. Yeah, so they came with a washer with a filter that you <laughs> so change. in yeah. my mind, yeah. why isn't there a washer? <laughs> yeah. like there should always be a washer. Yeah. So th- these are the things. I mean, the amount of, of, of vehicles that we get in that have obviously being somewhere like this and, and you, you see that the drain plug is not visible because they've had to cover it with silicon because <laughs> yeah. it was leaking because yeah. they, they stripped the threads and they didn't have a new one to put in. They couldn't yeah. cut new threads so they just put that back in with some some araldite usually so you can't get it out and then we cover it with silicon in case it leaks. It's just rubbish, yeah. just rubbish. And, and then we're left to deal with that because then we've got the job of, oh, you need to change the oil sump or we're going to have to take the sump off and re-thread it and put a new drain plug in which is then not the standard size so then yeah. we have a, a kit for doing that but there's only so many washers in it so you know we've got to replenish those so it's going to cost you this and and it's as much to do the service as, as it is you know you're adding that same amount on just to repair something that we didn't do and the customer's not caused it's just a matter of yeah. the vehicles being somewhere that hadn't cared for it and it's a it's it's easy to see why people want to save money. I've got no yeah. money, right? I'm yeah. I'm trying to look at flights and stuff and thinking, well, can I fly through here and there and do seven flights to get home and save some money? Will it save me a hundred dirhams? I get it. Yeah. But sometimes there's things that you just can't I know a lot put of value fo- on. I know a lot of folks who are, who are looking at that. And, I, and my wife and I always go, hold on, for a hundred dirhams, you're, you're going to do... You know, how many extra legs? Isn't it just worth 100 dirhams of your peace of mind? There isn't any amount of money that can, that can, that can value how much it takes to get a child on and off of an airplane. Yeah, you're going to have two more legs. Immigration queues and all yeah. that stuff. No way. Like, no, quick as I can so get A to B. The point is, I get it, you're trying yeah. to save money, but there's some things that, that money can't buy, and I think that peace of mind is, is an important one. Man, this has been a great great conversation. We uh, we hit one thing on the list, which is excellent, but... Oh, six on there. Uh, ultra informative, and which means we've got a whole bunch of stuff we want to talk about uh, on our on our next chat, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive, joining us here on the PowerWorks Podcast. We're going to do it all again real soon. Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm James Pikeaway. Be sure to go and listen to some of our other podcasts. There's hundreds of them. You're going to love it. Always informative, always educational, and always entertaining. I'm James Pikeaway. Talk to you again soon. So long for now.